welcome to Music She Missed, the podcast where I attempt to get my best friend cut up in some of the most popular songs and artists that impact our lives. I'm Allison. Hey, I'm Rachel, and I missed all the music. Yes, you did, Rachel. Well, not all of the music. We're getting into season six, so there's about, you know, maybe about 50 artists and bands that I'm starting to get to know at this point. Yeah, only thousands more to go. But how... (laughs) How are you feeling about it? Do you feel good? Today is a very, very good day. For music? Yes. So yes, I've discovered that music on the pool side in my backyard is my thing, but Mm -hmm. we're having to do some um, road trips lately. Mm -hmm. And um, I find out on road trips, not like errands around town, but road trips, I'm actually looking for music. And so, you know, we're doing a multiple hours. It's not just like, woo. Yeah. Um, and so we're in the car. And then after a while, I feel the silence around me. And I'm like, so this is what everyone else feels like, that they can't handle the silence. And then they have to hear something. Maybe that something as joyous as music. And I was like, well, I don't know what to listen to. We haven't started our new week of music she missed. <laughs> Well, um, I'm happy to share with you this week's artist, along with other playlists, just because variety is the spice of life. Um, My tangentially related question for you this week is, have you ever called somebody out on their BS or had somebody call you out on your BS? I did have to call someone out recently. She uh, was kind of being careless and she stuck her foot in my speaker of my back of my brand new car. <gasps> yeah. How are you going to listen to music with the, with a broken speaker in your car? Well, that's the problem. We haven't started the week, so I don't know if the music speakers work or not. <laughs> so what about you, Allison? Oh, What's your latest oh. call out? Did you get a foot through a speaker too? I have zero call outs. It's just that BS happens to be this week's artist's initials. Are you ready for the drum roll? Drum roll. Yes. It's Britney Spears. Oh, cool. I know that person. You have heard of her before. Yes. I think that was like... Uh, that was like middle school high school I was alive so that helps (laughs) you were alive um what do you know about this artist I know that back in middle school high school one of my friends decided to dress up as her for Mm. Halloween and I was thinking of doing the same thing Mm. And I remember showing the outfit to my parents Mm -hmm. and they said that was not going to work out for them because it was showing a lot of skin. Mm -hmm. Um, Yes. Good memory. So one Halloween costume in 1997. Do you know anything else about her, um, her background, her songs, which is kind of what we care about here? Um. I know this one song, Hit Me Baby, One More Time. Yeah, you know a song. That's cool. Can you name any other ones? 
How about toxic? I don't think so. It... Okay. Give me more. No. Okay. How about this one? Oops. I did it again. Oh yeah. I've heard that one. Okay. So, you know, two Britney Spears <laughs> songs, you know, that she exists. You yes. have, you have an image in your head. Somewhat of a generation set of her. Yeah. yeah. So. so based on that, where would you rate your current knowledge of this week's artist, Britney Spears? I would say maybe a five or yeah, five, six. Four. Yeah, I'd say five for you. That's a lot of knowledge. You know the <laughs> person and you know some songs by them. That that makes sense to me. If someone were talking about Britney Spears, you would know who they were talking about. Yes, a music artist. Yeah. So that, like, yeah. So that's great. And um, our special guest this week made a playlist of Britney Spears <laughs> just for you to listen to all week and can't wait to share it with you. My and, road trip. <laughs> And it is um, a very old friend going all the way back to our college days, Stephanie. Oh, gosh. <gasps> Yay! I yes. think of her kids. I do sewing with her, her daughter. Yes. Stephanie was like a friend from the past that then got rocketed back into my current circle through comedy. And yeah, she's in my circle, too. Yay! <laughs> she's in your circle. So we're all in the same circle. We're all in the circle. So Stephanie is really excited to share Britney Spears with you and you can listen to it every day for an hour for a week, or you could just listen to it for seven hours on your super long car ride. But I think your husband might kill you by the end. (laughs) Yeah. He's going to ask me after this first song. Okay. Headphones, headphones. (laughs) (laughs) I hope you have a really fun time listening to her music. Awesome. Well, thank you, Allison. I'm excited. I'm excited for you. The audience, you can check out this playlist by going to Spotify colon user colon music she missed if you want to listen along with Rachel. Welcome back. Rachel, you spent the last week listening to the Princess of Pop, Britney Spears. How did it go? Well, I liked it. It's fun. It's poppy. But then there were some moments of slowness. Yes, that sounds true. (laughs) Glad to hear that you liked it. Um, So that we can, that's a good positive note to welcome our guest host for the week, our mutual friend, Stephanie. Welcome, Stephanie. Hi, glad to be here. Yay. I'm so glad you're here, Stephanie. We've known you for like ever, I think back in all three of our college years. So um, it's kind of fun to have you on the podcast. Welcome. Thank you. Glad to be here. Relive some college days. Yes. Yes. This was definitely a nostalgia playlist for me. Um, Stephanie, I wanted us to start out by asking, why did you choose this artist? When I sent out my feelers to all my comedy friends and said, who wants to do this show? Um, Why did you choose Britney? Well, thinking back into 
late high school, early college, and I'm totally dating myself. We all um, are. <laughs> um, so when I think of music, I think of Britney Spears because around that time, it was, she was just coming out and it was someone who like, I, I related to, I guess, in the beginning of her music <laughs> and that, you know, I wanted to be like, and we would drive in the cars with it turned up and had a good time listening to Britney. Rachel, when you listened to the playlist through for the first time, did you have any experience of that nostalgia or memory? Yes. So I have heard of Britney Spears before, like I mentioned on the first half. Um, and so some of it was nostalgia, but then some of the songs I actually never heard before. Right. So you had you had the knowledge of Britney as like a cultural icon for the past 20 years. You just didn't have the connection to her music. No, I do remember that um, Baby One More Time was one of the first music videos I've ever seen in my life. And so um, with wow. her and her braids and in the school kind of classroom scene, um, and I remember watching her music video, not understanding certain um, scenes where it wasn't like me watching. I was watching a show, but also watching the song. And so I remember connecting those things together back in the day. Stephanie, how did you feel the first time you saw that music video, that iconic video? I loved it. I was like, oh my gosh, she's so like pretty and sexy and I want to be her. So I'm going to learn this dance and perform it for a talent show. And no, oh. but... <laughs> no, but yeah, it was just, it was just someone I, I guess I looked up to in a way that I wanted to be perceived as the beauty of Brittany. Interesting. Um, so Rachel, I'm sure you have some questions about her. Um, we should probably start with where she comes from. How did she become famous? What's her history? Um, so I had to do a little research, but the um, she came from Mississippi and like a small town she was her family like went to church and she sung in the church choir um and Rachel I don't know if you know this since I know you're not big into animation but she was in the Mickey Mouse Club with a lot of other famous people from that same time like Carrie Russell and who else um Justin Timberlake yes and the guy from the notebook what's his name <laughs> I don't know. Is that Ryan Reynolds? <laughs> yes, Ryan Reynolds. No, no. I know something. Yay. No, 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 it wasn't. Maybe it's it no. wasn't. It's not that? It's um Ryan Gosling. Ryan Go oh, that was close enough. Ryan <laughs> I can't tell them apart. So <laughs> so she was she she did do that as a young age. And like Stephanie said, you know, this was high school time for us, late 90, 1999, 2000, when her first two albums came out. But she was a teenager as well. From an early age, she definitely had interaction, like 
interactions with stardom, right? There was Disney, there was Star Search. There were different things that she was doing, right, to be in entertainment. And I read that she did like a Whitney Houston cover and people were like, oh, listen to her voice. Look at her. Like she's like the whole package. And that's how she like got signed for that first album. After um, Star Search, I think her mom and then moved out to New York to kind of pursue the musical dream. It, it just makes me wonder at such a young age, getting into all of those opportunities, definitely, you know, the parents have that influence is, did she really want to go into the music industry? Was this really what she wanted? I mean, her sister had the opportunity to follow in her footsteps and didn't. So in that sense, it makes it feel a little bit more like a choice. But at the same time, like when you're a young person, you might think you want something and then, you know, then you're like the most famous woman in the world <laughs> for a while. That, I think, it takes a toll. Um, but let's talk about these first two albums. Um, because Baby One More Time and Oops, I Did It Again um, were both giant hits. Like, to me, they're almost one album because they came out, like, back to back. And all of those songs are kind of, like, linked together in my head at the same time. But she's broken, she's in the Guinness Book of World Records a bunch of times for her success. What, what is, what are some of her Guinness Book World Record titles? Um, Rachel, so when you look up Britney Spears World Records, the first thing that you find is her claim that she's faster than um, Usain Bolt in the 100 meter dash. That is not true. That is so not true. But... She has sold nearly 100 million records worldwide. She's the best-selling teenage artist of all time. These first two albums are two of the best-selling albums of all time. She also holds a record for the fastest-selling album by a female artist in the U.S., with the first week sales being 1.3 million copies. Wow. She's legit. <laughs> That's one way of putting it. <laughs> so, Rachel, what did you think about these songs here at the beginning? These first six. Baby, I thought, time, you drive me crazy. Oops, I did it again. I thought they were very poppy. And I think one of the things after, I don't know, going through the episode of Millie Vanilli, is this really her? Yes. <laughs> Through the first couple albums, you could definitely hear her voice, but then you kind of hear it a little bit different as you kind of get um, progress along, um, especially like in the Womanizer song where you're like, is that a human or a robot? <laughs> Stephanie, do you want to talk a little bit about that, the change in her music over time? Yeah, like, okay, so if you go back and watch her star search, her voice is like big and soulful and deep from the stomach. And then once she starts, it's like a teenage girl voice. But you're right, as she progresses through her albums, it becomes a little more electronic or robot -y. I 
think, and I could be completely wrong, but this was a time when like the technology was coming in and they were starting to able to do funky stuff. And, but, and she was, she was using that and it, it is a little bit of the technology with her, like changing her voice. And it's funny now too, because if you follow her on Instagram, she'll talk and her voice sounds so weird. <laughs> like her voice is really high pitched and it doesn't sound like you would think she would sound like. So I don't know if that's part of the vocals of singing so much. Huh? Yeah. That sounds to me like having a, a super synthesized overproduced sound to me is probably like an artistic or like a, a time contained choice, right? Like this is the style of the mid two thousands, right? I think a lot of stuff from that time sounds similar. Yes. I don't know anything about her. I think um, her voice, she definitely, I mean, she definitely always sounds like her to me. Like you hear a song and you know it's her. To me, she's a little breathy, a little like, <sighs> like panty sort of like that's her um, style. But I think for the kind of music that she's making, it works. Very Madonna reminiscent. Yes. Yes. She loves Madonna. They I can tell it also in her lyrics of being very sexually um, sexualized. Um, where um, I just listened to the first day and I was like, yeah, I can't let my kid listen to any of this music. <laughs> okay, so confession. Today, as I was making dinner, I put on the playlist and my son was there. And the first six songs, I had no qualms, right? Those teenage Britney songs, they're fine. There's nothing wrong with them. And then like, I'm a slave for you started. And I was like, I'm going to turn this off now. Like that, that album um, is when she starts to move both like age wise and musically into adult music, adult themes, like, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. It's a different audience, right? She's grown up. Her audience has grown up. Um, I, I guess I'm curious, Rachel, why do you, why do sexual lyrics bother you? I don't know. It depends on my mood. Like Lizzo didn't bother me as much as Madonna did. Um, I don't know. It, it depends. And then also it just depends on where I'm at, um, okay. where for an example, what I was able to um, listen to Whitney Houston while I was in the car ride with my family, where mm -hmm singing the star spangled banner or the bodyguard yeah. songs it wasn't like it was, it's different it was as in a different environment where this one it felt like i'm a slave for you or um a womanizer i just didn't want my kid saying dad are you a womanizer <laughs> or something like that and um just bringing up topics that she's just not ready for Stephanie, you're a mom too. How do you approach Britney Spears with your kids, if at all? Um, well, I haven't introduced them to her. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yet. And I kind of wonder if she kind of wanted to stay with the people who loved her, you know, like she started with, let's say with our age group in high school and like we grew with her. Yeah. Yeah. 
that's a cool way of looking at it. Um, because definitely as you move into her self-titled album or In the Zone, which is my favorite, um, it's definitely like a you're an adult and you're going out. It's clubbing, like it's dance, it's dance pop. That's what it's for. And so if the goal is to create sexy, fun music to dance to at a club, she's nailed it, right? Like there are a few things better than, gosh, Outrageous and Toxic. Those two songs, I could listen to them all day. I have a thing for like Middle Eastern tones though. So that's why that album is so interesting to me. Any other thoughts on that, Rachel? So kind of going back to um, a little bit of the thoughts of her age and how she started super young. Mm -hmm. At what age was Britney at the like height of her career? Um, would you say it's the first two albums? Would you say it's maybe like when she gets sexualized and stuff like that? Or what do you think? That's hard. Um, I know... Well, I feel, I don't know, but I feel like she was very popular at the beginning um, once she caught on. And, and then I think a few albums after it, like with Toxic, she was still pretty strong. But then after that, she kind of like when she had her kids, um, I felt like she kind of derailed a little bit. <laughs> She had some really difficult mental health issues. Just, but, you know, asking the height, Rachel, is a lot of different questions, right? Obviously, in terms of popularity, the first two albums were the biggest. But the album Blackout that Gimme More is from is her most critically acclaimed album. It actually, I listened to the whole album recently because it's on the 500 greatest albums of all time from Rolling Stone. And it is cited as um, an album that's influenced pop going forward and is one that she produced and had more of her own kind of power in. And so is that the height? Is like her creativity the height? You know, and in the zone, she ha she wrote more songs than she did another album or co-wrote more songs than she did another album. So how do you define height? Do you define it by sales? Do you define it by creativity? Do you find it by who she is as a person, right? There's a lot of different ways. Rachel, what other questions do you have? Um, so it looks like here that womanizer, criminal, just like me. Um, when were those produced? So the Circus album was produced in 2008. Femme Fatale was 2011. And then Glory was 2016. And she's even had one since then, I think. I think so. But she's had a lot of hits and not everything can make it on a playlist. That is true. Rachel, why did you ask that? I only ask that because is she still um, producing more? Is she still on tour? Does she still um, do what she does best, I guess? And that's produce music. So she was in Vegas. She has a residency there for, for quite a while. <laughs> I cannot remember when she started. Um, At but, one of the hotels, like an ongoing show? Yeah, she had like a, I want to say a four-year residency, and then it got renewed and renewed. Oh. And it's 
super excited to go see her in Vegas when we went only to find out that due to, so due to health issues and her conservatorship, she kind of canceled the tour and she is not doing anything at the moment. Oh no. I know. Wow. Other than Instagram, she does that daily. And you're, <laughs> you're a follower. I am. <laughs> So you were going to go see her and you missed her chance. I did. I was so sad. I am sad for you. That is sad. So what's up with her conservatorship? That's a fun story. Hashtag free Britney. Yeah, free Britney. <laughs> so, okay. So when she had her kids, they were basically kind of taken away from her and for her, their dad to take yeah. care of because... The court ruled it unsafe to be with her for mental health reasons and that she wasn't fit to take care of him at the time. And at that same time, her she be, began a conservatorship with her dad. Who was basically her, managing her money, right? So her dad kind of took over all her assets and controlled that for her so fast forward to now she's still what our age i mean almost 40 late 30s yeah <laughs> and her dad still is the conservator of her things so she gets an allowance yeah if she does yeah. her chores <laughs> like she does not have power over her wealth over her anything so she basically stays at home and makes Instagram videos of her spinning and dancing. Oh. Yeah. I have lots of comments about that. <laughs> uh, Do you want to share? How does she more? feel about that? Or does she just know nothing else? Of course she knows something else. She's an adult. So she knows that she's kind of in jail yeah so here's that home house house arrest so she's been um i just pulled up a usa today article she has been under the guardianship of her dad for 12 years so yeah my timeline is correct and she just there is a petition march 26 2021 she officially has petitioned legally for her dad to resign as conservator so she wants control, but her dad still is holding on. That's kind of sad. Yeah. That's like Nirvana and that lead guy dying sad. Well, she's still alive. So let's. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. She is still alive. But still, it's like other than getting a snow cone on the corner of the street, she can't like, hmm, I want to invest in this property or, oh, I want to buy a spin class gym or something like that because she has the money for it sure yeah that's yeah. kind of the um 2021 britney update that's where we are right now and she, does she want to stay that way no she's petitioning to be released from it but it's a legal thing that's happening so how long will that happen take I am not a lawyer. <laughs> so. Stephanie, are you a lawyer? Not yet. Okay. 
Um, Rachel, let's talk about the music. We've talked a lot about Britney's life. Um, what mm -hmm. did you not like? So there were only actually three songs that were on my list that I didn't like. Uh, for the most part, I actually liked a lot of her songs. Um, but cool. the three songs were From the Bottom of My Heart, mm -hmm. cr Criminal, and Just Like Me. And uh, I want to note on the criminal one, um, what what is that music instrument at the very beginning? <laughs> what is that? It's a flute. Oh my goodness. I do not like the um, flute instrument. That was annoying. And I was just like, I wanted to skip that song every single day for the entire week. And I was just like, no, not that song. That's so funny. Stephanie, um, how do you feel about that song criminal and the flute? I, I'm not recalling it. <laughs> I don't remember it sticking out. So now I'm very interested to go back and listen for it. Oh, you'll, you'll hear it right at the beginning. And you're like, oh my goodness. Now I understand what Rachel is talking about. No wonder why she doesn't like music. <laughs> no wonder why Allison is getting into season six to <laughs> get her to like music. Um, is there any reason, Stephanie, you picked this, those songs? Was there something about them from the bottom of my broken heart? That was kind of a big one back in the day. Yeah, that was a good one. I mean, around that time in high school, like you have broken hearts and I think I just connected with it during a broken heart time. So hits me. It's like a first broken heart kind of a song. It is, but not for you, huh, Rachel? Yeah, from the bottom of my heart, I just didn't like that song. Rachel was the heartbreaker. I could see that. Yeah, I was. <laughs> that was a legit statement. That was actually true, though. Okay, so I'm guessing um, for Just Like Me, was it just because you didn't like the lyrics of the song? They are a little disturbing. Yes, it was okay. the lyrics. Um, it was quite disturbing in my sense of just like listening to her. It's just like, what what kind of view does she have of herself? What kind of feel like she needs a, a life coach after that oh, song? That's not the perspective I took of that song. Interesting. How did you? Um, this is a family podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Stephanie, do you agree with my perception of that song? Or I, I think I agree with yours, Alice. Okay, go back and read the lyrics one more time, Rachel. You'll like I will. less. <laughs> I feel like she needs some help. Sure. But remember, Brittany doesn't write most of her own songs. So that's somebody else writing it and she's performing it. But she gets to pick. Well, maybe not because she's maybe in a conservatorship. Do -do. Okay. I kind of hope that she would have a little bit of a say if she's going to be singing it. You think so? Um, let's talk about the ones you did like because you told me you had a lot of likes I did I had a lot of likes um baby one more time and oops I did it again it, those were just such songs that you can kind of just listen to it over and over again and get stuck in your head mm -hmm. um circus and toxic are another one and womanizer in spite of it being really a kind of song yeah Womanizer, womanizer. <laughs> it had that head shake kind of um and then stronger i like stronger that was a an empowerment kind of song um you could hear her voice range in that and i like that i like seeing um her voice range 
I think Rachel, you and I like a lot of the same ones. Um, <laughs> Toxic is my favorite Britney Spears song, but uh, by a mile. But I also like Stronger and the classics. So um, I'm glad that you had fun. Stephanie, what are your favorites? Um, I really do like Toxic and the classics. Hit me, baby, one more time. And oops, I did it again. I mean, they're just feel good songs where you can just dance around and be girly. <laughs> that is a true statement. You mentioned before that she kind of really doesn't write any of her songs, but does she collaborate in any of them? Yeah, she, I mean, how do you define collaborating? If it's, I don't know, sing together. Yes, Rachel, she's actually had a lot of collaborations. She's collaborated with Madonna, who is like the predecessor of all of these divas. She's collaborated with Will I Am. She's collaborated with Pharrell Williams, Nicki Minaj. She, she collaborates frequently. And she also, um, her biggest influ, like the people who influenced her the most were like Madonna and Janet Jackson, but she's also influenced like a whole new generation of performers. Who are those? It's a long list. And I'll try to pick the ones that I think our audience and you will recognize <laughs> most. <laughs> Uh, Miley Cyrus is one. Lady Gaga is another. I remember that week. Mm -hmm. Selena Gomez, Katy Perry, Megan Trainer, Lana Del Rey, Nicki Minaj, Cardi B. I mean, lots and lots. I only recognize Lady Gaga from that one week we did Lady Gaga. That's okay. Um, even Adele. Oh. And Taylor Swift. Adele? I don't hear any Adele in Britney Spears. So here's the thing, though. What Britney did was she brought that style of music and that type back to the forefront. Because at the time, Britney rose to, um, I don't want to say rose to power, like she's some queen or something. But um, groups were kind of the thing. And so um, she kind of brought back like a solo pop artist and she, even if she didn't even if Adele's music doesn't sound like Britney's Britney's performance her power as an entertainer right she influences artists in different ways Rachel before we rate the artist Stephanie I would want to ask you if there was anything about Britney, anything that you love about her, anything about her music or about her as a person that you'd want Rachel to know, what would that be? Hmm. 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 Your opportunity to talk to the Rachel who missed <laughs> all the music. What would that be? There's so much you need to know. Um, I, I mean, I think you've been introduced to the best part of Britney is really I think her classics when she began um she did start a new well I don't want to say a new genre genre but she did bring it back and make it popular again because after her 
a ton of artists like Christina Aguilera and they mm-hmm. all began began. Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. Mm-hmm. So, and you should totally follow her on Instagram. <laughs> I think I'm going that to. That is totally my takeaway from this entire <laughs> podcast episode. Maybe I am going like, to follow what her. is happening here? <laughs> she I- added one more follower through this. Britney Spears shows what somebody can go through and still make things that are interesting and creative and attract people even in like a very dark place Mm -hmm. I find that to be very inspiring yeah that's a good point you know having her boys taken taken away but still be able to wake up the next morning and sing and dance and put Instagrams out there. Um, That's really, there's a lot of power in that and herself. So. So I'm very curious, Rachel, how you're going to rate Britney Spears Um, on a scale of one to 10. um, One being her music is so toxic to you that you should bury it underground like nuclear waste. <laughs> and then being, give me more, give me more, uh, give me more. <laughs> what would you say um, is the likelihood that you would listen to Princess of Pop, Britney Spears again? Uh, 8.5, maybe a 9. What? Yes. The highest one out of this entire season so far. What? Right. Well, you got to think about it. She's very poppy. Yeah. Um, and I'm thinking maybe the first two albums I could listen to Poolside. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and honestly, either Poolside or Golf Cart Rides. Those two are the reasons why I listen to music. Because I don't listen to music in the car or... In the bedroom or anywhere, but those two reasons I'll listen to music. And honestly, it wasn't until season one or two, I started realizing there was actual music in restaurants. So (laughs) Stephanie, you must feel so vindicated. I mean, it's Brittany. (laughs) (laughs) It is. It's Brittany. Oh my gosh. Stephanie, thank you so much for coming on our show. And this music that Rachel turned out to actually like. Thanks for having me. I'm glad to expand your horizons. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, if you, our audience, would like to follow along with Rachel's journey, surprising journey of discovering music, you can like us on Facebook and Twitter, um, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and follow this playlist and all the playlists by searching for Spotify colon user colon music she missed. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks so much. Have a great week. Bye. Bye. Bye.